I just stumbled across some really critical information around the direct path to awakening. And in case you're unfamiliar with these Buddhist phrases, awakening and enlightenment are close to synonymous. Enlightenment might refer to a persistent state of present moment awareness. And depending on who you ask, a state in which various, let's call them, quote, defilements, unquote, cease to arise. These might include jealousy, anger, envy, rage, uh, just any state of mind where you're either dissatisfied with what's going on, actively upset with what's happening, or wanting things to be different. So the removal of all of that yields to a state of being where you are persistently happy with what's happening, just at peace with however things are at all times. Let's call that enlightenment. Along the way, we have awakening. Awakening is a set of glimpses of this peace of mind that we might call enlightenment. This just being okay with whatever's happening at any given moment. Not wanting anything to be different and not clinging. Clinging is another one of these Buddhist keywords where we are clinging to expectations of how the future is going to unfold or having a hard time letting go of pleasant experiences as they pass or clinging to an idea of how things should have been. All of this is clinging. But it permeates every aspect of our experience, including a clinging to a youthful appearance. My hairline is currently receding and my fat percentage on my 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 Bluetooth scale, when I step on it in the bathroom, it tells me that I'm slowly getting fatter despite working out just as hard as I always have. And this comes with being in my late 30s. And I can feel myself resisting the truth of my body changing and getting older, getting fatter, weaker, and aesthetically less youthful. And in Western society, that equates to less appealing, less attractive. The extent to which I cling to all of that amounts to my suffering. So I think that's enough context. <coughs> Pardon me, I've got some popcorn stuck in my throat. <coughs> I'm gonna take a drink of water here for a minute. My apologies. So the direct path to awakening or to enlightenment is none other than a continuity of paying attention. It's harder than I think any of us can really imagine until we start to practice this way in earnest and see for ourselves. 
how hard it is to pay full attention at all times to everything that's happening within our experience. That's our thoughts and our emotions and our feelings and our sensations and without our experience, this external stimuli environment, other people, um, yeah, that about sums it up. Things that are happening in the world and things that seem to be happening in our internal world. Now, as a side note, the closer we inspect all of this, the more we begin to realize that all of this happens on the same radio frequency or it happens on the same plane or it happens on the same stage of experience because there is only one stage of experience a thought has to arrive in our awareness in exactly the same place as the sound of a bird chirping does and so we begin to realize that pain <clears throat> Pardon me, the popcorn's still playing havoc in my, in my throat here. Um, we start to realize that the unbroken chain of awareness is this stream of the mind not being distracted. Let's put it that way. By being fully attentive to the hand, the feeling of our hands on the steering wheel, to the sight of the light bouncing fluorescently off the matte white finish of the dirty interior surface of the garage door, to the sound of the plastic framework of the structure of the car seat creaking as the weight of my body presses into it. All of this carefully attended to amounts to this moment unfolding in its timeless way. And in that state of mind, there really isn't a whole lot of room for dissatisfaction, distraction. If those things arise and we notice them because we have this unbroken, persistent effort of just paying attention to everything as it happens, then we notice, oh, here is me tensing up at the thought of work tomorrow on Monday that's interesting. I don't have to work to change it. I don't have to run from it. My job in this moment is to accept it. And in acceptance, there is no aversion. There is no clinging to the weekend. And so we can engage with everything that arises with equal enthusiasm. Now, the last point I want to make, which I've struggled with in 
my approach to this practice of persistent paying attention at all times is just my mind complaining immediately about, oh God, that sounds like a lot of work. I don't want to do it. Like right out of the gate, that's my, that's my attitude. It makes sense. My mind is in a sense uh, directly put out of a job by not being the center stage of my experience. If I step out of my thoughts as a permanent distraction from reality, my thoughts just don't have a job really other than as a tool when necessary. I go through a cognitive process. I think about my groceries and I remember what I need to pay tax in terms of taxes and when and what, who needs what documents when. And then I set it down and I move on. There is no separation of any of that from the experience of stepping outside for a breath of fresh air. All the same. Equally worth paying attention to. And so that, for me, needs to be addressed because it can prevent me, anyway, from even doing any of this in the first place. Paying attention at all times anything. It seems daunting as well. It's like the thought is there's so much coming at me at all times. How can I possibly absorb all of it at once forever for the rest of my life? Would I even want to? It sounds exhausting. One thing that can alleviate some of that upfront resistance is the realization that there's no need to actually capture all of it. You just need to pay attention to whatever happens to be in the spotlight of focus at that time. It's totally fine to be missing information. In fact, I'm not even sure it's possible for the brain to ceaselessly capture all information, the stream of information that's coming in through our eyes ears, tactile, nerve endings, etc. It's just too much. And so we can play with the spotlight of our awareness. We can kind of direct that to an extent. But we can also be open to what's called choiceless awareness, where whatever ta uh, captures our attention, this is very similar to distraction, but bear with me here. Whatever captures our attention, we give it our attention completely. Can you kind of get a sense of how that's different from distraction? A distraction lurches in and buffets us off of the high wire act of careful awareness. And we fall into uh, trains of thought, rabbit holes of thinking that bring us to mental landscapes that we don't really realize we've abandoned the present moment in favor of. Giving full attention in a general awareness way is having the anti-theft light flash on the inside of your car and just noticing how red that is and how completely it disappears when I see the light turn off, 
Sorry for all the car references. I happen to be recording another one of these episodes in my car just because it's a quiet space. So taking some of that pressure off, I think, can be a welcome starting point for me anyway in terms of embarking down this road of if I'm going for enlightenment, which I am, always paying attention at all times doesn't mean always paying attention to everything at all times. It means paying attention to what, in my experience, is happening and so much of what I'm wired for takes care of that for me. My evolution, my subconscious, there are processes running that consciously I just have no control over that will make sure that my attention is directed at the most important thing. All I need to do is be there when that happens in every moment. And if that's the order, I'm down with it.